0: So he was my first band friend. But that was definitely like a really a good memory. And I like whenever band life seems to be going wrong, because sometimes it does, things break sometimes. Like I just try to always go back to that and like think of the better times and like you'll overcome it. And you know, it's all worth it in the end. Like things might go wrong, but the next day you could be in a really beautiful area and none of that seems to matter.
1: Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are uh, delving into a world of van life. And I've never lived in a van, but I interview Sarah Misho, who has been living in a van. And she started van life before COVID hit, so... Um we get to learn a little bit of what changed since then as as well as tips for future Van lifers. So let's uh, let's get on with the interview and and learn about Sarah's experience with Van Life. Welcome, Sarah, to the podcast. We are so excited to hear about van life. Thanks so much for having me on here. Yeah, this is, I mean, how timely. I I feel like everyone I know is talking about getting an RV or they're talking about van life. This is very on trend. Um, So I'm just very curious about your story and, and why did you start living in a van.
0: Yeah. So uh, for me, um, I started living in a van uh, February, 2019. So it's been about a year and a half. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I was just in a rut where I was with my life. Like I was working more than 40 hours a week. Every cent I was making was going into bills. Um, You know, I just, I felt like I wasn't living or I was just living for the weekends. Um, So that's when I decided to make the change. I had, Seen something on Instagram about van life, and it just really snowballed there for me. Um, you know, I started researching more and more about it, and I I realized it was a life I could live. Um, and then I, then it became all encompassing. It was like all I thought about. It was all I researched. Um, I remember telling my parents at like Easter dinner that year, um, back in March, and they were like you're crazy and I don't think anyone really thought it would happen but the next thing I know I'm in touch with my realtor selling the condo that was going to be how I funded my van and so yeah it just kind of all went from there it all just like it, it worked out wonderfully um, I told my boss what I wanted to do and they very surprisingly said I could work remote so I got to keep my income while I was doing this actually which was perfect because now I can travel the country and still have an income Um mm-hmm. So it all just like really fell into place. And I just I knew I needed a change in my life. And I was the biggest thing holding me back. And so w- once I started doing the research, it, it all came together.
1: Wow. So that is so cool that you were able to work remote while on the road. Um, but something I find that whenever I take a road trip or even go 30 minutes outside of my town, I quickly lose service. Mm-hmm. So how are you able to manage this, you know, travel wanderless van life <laughs> while holding down a job?
0: Yeah, so, um, so actually, currently, I'll address that I'm currently unemployed, I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of people. Um, so currently, I'm not working, I'm having a fun summer. Um, but while I was working, I worked for over a year from the road. um, And I, it was really important to me that I made it work. Uh, So whenever I had my work days coming up, I made sure to be in a city or town that had really good cell phone service. I knew I needed that to make it work. Um, Being in a spotty cell phone service area just wasn't going to cut it. So I would travel into a city or town. It's also a good excuse to like shower and do the chores that you need to do in van life. And so For my Wi-Fi and and the connection to my computer, um, through work, I actually had a hotspot through Verizon, which I found worked pretty well most of the time that I was in a city or town. And then on my personal phone, it was through AT&T, so I had coverage from both providers. And I found that usually between the two, I got decent enough service to work. Um, So on work days, I would do about 10 I was 30 hours a week, so I would do three 10-hour days and just crank away in the van and get my stuff done so that I could have a nice long weekend off the grid enjoying whatever I set out to do.
1: Wow. (laughs) I way to make that work. Um, that's, that's impressive. And what would you say is your just favorite memory, uh, from van life?
0: Ooh, that's a, a really good question. Um, my favorite memory, um, I would say the first time I met another van life on the road. Um, I I was about three weeks into van life. I was definitely feeling a little lost, not very confident in my plan at that time. Um, my heater had just broken and I was in the mountains of Colorado and I, ha- I just had no idea what I was doing. Um, so I had to drive south because my heater was broken um, and I was just like, just didn't know anything, and I got to Arches National Park, and things started to fall in place from there. Um, so, Arches National Park is just absolutely amazing. Like, it's going to put you in a good mood, you no, know, like for anyone that goes there. Um, so, I spent the whole day um, riding around, seeing all the arches. I went for this longer hike the second day I was there. And when I came back to my van, I had a post-it note on the window. And I was like, oh, no, am I in trouble for how I parked?" But it was actually another van lifer. And he was like, hey, I saw your van. saw you're from New England. I'm also from New England. I'm going to be in the area for a couple of days. Here's my Instagram. Like, message me if you want to meet up. And that was, like, my first interaction with another van lifer, like a real live other van lifer. Um, so I looked at his Instagram profile, decided he was seemed seem safe enough to meet we, we met in a public place it wasn't a date or anything um, everyone thought that when I told them about it um, but we just sat we had beers we had pizza we decided the next day we were gonna go to Canyon lands together which is another national park near arches um, and we spent the whole day exploring um, it was my first time sleeping on BLM land that night like he helped me like figure out how to find BLM land um, and for those of you who are listening BLM land is um, Bureau of Land Management, and it's free public land for anyone to use. Um, So that's really popular among van lifers because you can go and use this beautiful land, like beautiful land when I, you know, in the Red Rocks or wherever you are um, and it's free camping. So that's like really popular among van lifers. Um, So my first experience was um, with him um, and we made a fire, you know, and we just sat around that night um talking about van life and how we got to where we are and some of the struggles we both had with it um so he was my first van friend um but that was definitely like a really a good memory and I like whenever van life um seems to be going wrong because sometimes it does things break sometimes um like I just try to always go back to that and like think of the better times and like you'll overcome it and you know it's all worth it in the end like things might go wrong, but the next day you could be in a really beautiful area and none of that seems to matter.
1: I love it. It's beautifully, beautifully said. Uh, So you mentioned that you lost your job at the beginning of COVID and I am, I'm so sorry. Um, Yeah. And I'm just very curious, how has van life changed uh, with the start of the pandemic?
0: (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I would say for me, it changed a lot. Um, when the pandemic first started, I was in Florida, living the, my best life. Uh, you know, I had just finished up all the national parks down there. Um, and I was kind of off the grid for a couple of days. I'd taken some vacation time so longer than normal. And when I got back on social media, I was kind of like, what is happening right now? Um, and like most people, I freaked out. <laughs> um, and, but I was going to stay put for now. And then a few days later, all the gyms around me started to close. And for most fan lifers, that's how we shower is we have memberships to gyms that are all across the country. Like mine was Anytime Fitness um, and they're everywhere. So I would just go in and shower. So once those closed down, I was like, oh my God, I like, how long can I go without a shower? Um, I started looking up campgrounds, uh, but, but I knew I was going to be unemployed soon. So I knew paying for camping wasn't going to really cut it long term the same with Airbnb. So I waited it out a few more days, I started talking to other van lifers to see what they were doing. um, And everyone just seemed really lost at that time. Um, And people were either making the decision to travel back to their home base. um, And I don't actually have a home, I don't have an apartment anywhere, but I have family all through New England. So I consider that my home base. Um, and then a lot of other van lifers chose to go on to BLM land and just quarantine there for what they thought would be 14 days, which turned right. into months. Um, so it, for me, it really changed a lot. So I came back to New England. I drove straight back, and I've actually been here since um, since April. Um, but I still do the van thing. I just it's different now. Like I'm traveling more locally. I always go back to someone's house to shower or, you know, hang out for a few days, um, use their amenities. Um, And then I'll go on another little road trip. Um, And I try not to like take groceries from small communities that need them. You know, kind of seems like that problem solved, like shelves are stocked again. But I still think it's important to not take the resources from small communities. Like so I tried to get those in the bigger cities when I can. Got it.
1: Got it. So would you recommend for someone to get into van life in these COVID times?
0: That's honestly a really tough question. I think everyone has different opinions on what is right and what they're comfortable with doing. For me, I just feel more comfortable staying here. And now I have some obligations, you know, for dates to be in the area. So I just haven't decided to not leave yet. I'm sure I will hit the road again um, probably sometime this fall, Um, and just, you know, be really careful. You got to fall, you got to look at each state to see what their regulations are. Like, do you have to quarantine for 14 days before you go in that state? Or after you get into that state, do you have to have a negative COVID test to cross into that state? Like, for example, right now, I'm in Maine, but I, you know, my, my license plates are Massachusetts. um, So I actually got a COVID test before I came into Maine, just in case, somebody asked me, like, I could feel confident that I didn't have COVID, and I wasn't spreading it to these communities, um, Mm -hmm. just because that's what Maine's rules are right now. Um, You should look up to see if that state has a mask requirement. um, And just, you know, try to be really respectful of keeping your distance um, from the people that you see at the attractions you're going to, I definitely think it's possible to travel during these times. I think you just have to be really careful and really respectful of everyone around you and the communities that you're going through. It's
1: well said. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So the national parks, I feel like many people are canceling their overseas plans and they are hitting up national parks and, and, How how are the national parks right now during these COVID times?
0: So I haven't been to any national parks since everything started, Um, but I've looked at going to some. Um, The closest ones near to me that um, I haven't been to yet, like Voyagers, I was going to go check that out. But So the park is open, but the ferry that takes you to the island to get there is not running. So unless you have a private boat, you can't get there. Uh, So it's just very important to, like I recommend looking at the National Park website. It's the best information. It's the most up to date. Um, You can find out if there's any closures within the parks. Uh, Some parks are requiring a reservation before you can get into the park. So you're not going to get in unless you have that reservation in advance or are lucky enough to get one of the first-come-first-served spots. It seems like only the really popular national parks like Zion, Yosemite, Glacier are doing the reservations. I think Rocky Mountains is. Um, Some of the smaller ones I don't think are doing that. Um, But I would say definitely look before you go because you don't want to get there and find out you can't get in or the main attraction you wanted to do is not open. Like Angel's Landing is probably the biggest highlight of Zion for a lot of people. And Angel's Landing is not open right now because of the chains and, you know, the common touch spaces of that. So, I, you know, just look before you go. Be really respectful of the Rangers. They... Have more work to do now with all the new additions to regulations, cleaning, whatever it is. Um, So they're more busy now. Just be really respectful of them, be really patient with them, keep your distance from them, wear your mask. uh, You know, practice hand washing and keeping your distance. Um, I think it's possible to go and enjoy them. It's just I think it's going to look a little different than what it used to be. you know, for the parks that are requiring the reservations, it might be a really good time to go because there's going to be less people in the park that are usually like have millions of visitors right. a year.
1: <laughs> now, I'm just, I'd like to break out some logistics for getting into van life. Um, so What kind of van do you have and what kind of van should people be looking to uh, or should they be looking into?
0: Yeah. Um, So mine is a 2017 Mercedes Sprinter. Um, I have the 144 inch wheelbase. They also have a 170, which is longer. And I believe they also have a 170 extended, which would just be massive. Um, So for me, the the smaller one was fine. Um, I went with Mercedes uh, because I, it was a a personal preference, but um, the Mercedes runs off of diesel. So therefore, you might get a longer lifespan, more mileage out of it. Um, And that was really important to me. And then I thought it would also have a higher resale value if I were to ever sell it, which I'm not planning on doing anytime soon. But you know, the thought was there that I wouldn't live in a van forever. Um, other really popular models that people are building out are the Ford Transit and Dodge ProMaster. I don't know a whole lot about them, so I don't want to, like, give advice on them. But I do believe they are, like, a cheaper option than the Mercedes. Um, and a pro for those is I believe they are also – they're smaller uh, model, like my 144-inch. is slightly bigger, so it's a little wider and a little longer. And when you're living in a van, space is everything. So they definitely have some pros. They're very popular, especially because of the cost of them. I've never driven one, but I know quite a few people that have uh, both models of those. Um, Some people prefer to buy a van that's fully converted, like you buy it fully converted. You can buy factory ones like that. Those are wicked pricey. I didn't even look at those. Um, And then like if you look on Craigslist, you can also find people selling their converted vans. Um, So, you you know, it's fully done when you get it, you just get it and go. Um, So that's also an option. Um, But those are the main vans I see. If you're lucky, you might find the Westphalia. But I didn't trust myself driving one of those because those are all older models. And if it broke down on the road, I would not know how to fix it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. our, Our neighbor just got a van. Um, and it's like an old VW van. And it was like day number two. And then the, the van was in the shop. But she is learning all about how to fix her van. It's oh, got all of her tools and parts <laughs> in the back.
0: That was yeah, actually yeah. what I had originally envisioned my van life being. And when I told my parents, they're like, okay, please get a vehicle that has power stealing. Like, <laughs> you're already not the best driver. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, so I got I got a newer model reliable vehicle that I didn't think would break down in the desert.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how much did you spend on your van?
0: Um, so I'll preface that question with, uh, there's a wide range of costs when you're looking into van builds. When I first started looking, I was seeing everything from $30,000 to $130,000. My cost total was somewhere in the middle. Um, so my van itself uh I spent about forty thousand dollars on. It was a newer van, um a 2017 with seven thousand miles on it. It had never been titled to anyone. So I got to finance it as new. Um but so the reason why I had seven thousand miles on it is because it was a loaner vehicle for the dealership. Um so I was actually able to get a pretty good deal by getting a newer vehicle that had miles on it. Um and I still felt really good in the deal I got. Um the build, um, so I did not build out my van myself. Um, I hired that out. So you're obviously going to save a ton of money if you can do that work yourself. Um, I just really wanted to get it done fast. And if I was doing it myself, it would probably be like a 20-year project. So I would literally have to learn everything. I know some people mm-hmm. do it, but I I just don't have any of those skills in my toolbox. <laughs> um, yeah. So... I hired it out. I actually randomly met a guy at the gym one night when I was like talking about what I wanted to do. And my friend was like, Oh, I know someone who like built out a van. And I was like, she she was like, he's climbing across the street right now. And I was like, Oh my God, can you introduce me? Um, so I was actually his first client. Um, so we met that night at the gym. You know, I was like, I have to get my finances in order, but I'm definitely interested. We stayed in contact. Um, and then I delivered an empty van to him. And a few months later, he delivered a fully converted van to me. Um, so I paid about 20000 in labor and then about another 20000 in materials. Um, so altogether, I think I'm about 80000 in. I know that sounds like a lot of money, and I don't want that to frighten anyone that's looking to start this van life. You can definitely do it cheaper. I really you know, I sold my home to make this my home. So I wanted it to have all the amenities I wanted, like the composting toilet. Like that was just a really important thing for me to have. That's a thousand dollars. You do not need a thousand dollar toilet. So there's ways to make it cheaper. And like I said, if you can do the build yourself, that will obviously make it a lot cheaper too. Um, So I just, I don't, I don't like just giving the sticker price because I feel like a lot of people have shock from that. And then then they think it's never going to be possible for them, but they're like, you can definitely do it cheaper. And if you think of it in like the big picture as well, like this is my only rent. Like I don't have a mortgage somewhere. I'm not paying rent anywhere. So I'm paying $377 a month to pay off my car. Like like that's my rent. So I don't want the, like the sticker price to scare people.
1: So $377 for how many years?
0: Yeah, I think it was a 3-year three 3-year three loan.
1: Okay. A 3-year <laughs> loan?
0: Yeah. That's that's not bad. <laughs> I did put down a down, a pretty big down payment, but yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. You know, that's not, that's not bad. I mean, that is way cheaper than an average mortgage or rent. Um, so I, I'd say you're, you're winning right now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm very curious about the composting toilet. <laughs> okay. um, you got to break that down for me. How does this work? Does it smell it does uh, not smell.
0: My van does not smell. <laughs> um, I was worried about that smell. <laughs> um, this is actually like the number one question I'm asked is, but how do you use the bathroom? Um, so if you were to see pictures of my van, there is a bench opposite the kitchen. So small space. Um, so the bench cover opens, there's a little fold down and then I can sit on the composting toilet. Um, so the way the one I have work, the way that works is it's neat. It's a, the nature head toilet. And it separates the liquid from the solids. Um, So you have to aim a little bit, but it works. It's not an issue. Um, And because the liquid and the solids are separated, that is why it doesn't smell. Um, So for the urine container, I have to dump that every couple of days. More now because I'm using that full-time. I'm not using public restrooms with all the COVID stuff going on. I'm solely using my bathroom. Um, And then the waste container... Um, You have to dump that every couple months. I'm probably a little behind on it. Um, So there's some, a specific type of mulch. It's, I can't think of it right now. That's in the waste container and you do your business and then you stir this handle three times and it turns into compost. And then you can, when it's time to dump it, you can dump it in a trash bag and throw it out in regular trash because, because it's compost, it's no longer human waste. So that's how that works. I highly recommend this toilet. It's like the one thing I wow. always tell people to put in their van. Wow. Like, it's, it's I don't know how people like some people don't have toilets in their van. And I just don't think that would be a possible thing for me.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now, what are, what are the other features that you love about your van?
0: Um, So when I was like designing the van and what I had envisioned, I wanted it to be really homey. Um, Actually, today, somebody pulled up next to me where I'm at, and and he's looking at my van. He's like, it's a cute van. I'm like, that's such a guy response. (laughs) Um, But I wanted it to feel really homey. So I have this butcher block (laughs) countertop um, that I really think just ties the whole space together. Um, I have a drop-in sink, um, which... Really wasn't recommended to me to have a drop in sink with the butcher block um, just because of water and stuff. But I'm really diligent about wiping up any water spots. Um, So, you know, that's what I would have in my home. So that's what I wanted in my van. Um, I have the isotherm fridge, which is a stand up fridge. Um, I really did not want to have the chest type fridge. Um, You know, I have a stand up fridge in my old home. That's what I'm used to. Um, So that's what I wanted. It even comes in stainless steel to match all your other appliances and by other appliances, my sink handle. But (laughs) um, I have some fun cactus sheets and uh, a few like succulents hanging on the wall. Um, It's pretty simple in here. There's not a whole lot of wall space. So I do what I can to decorate. But I think the whole van just has like a really homey feel. um, And that was the look I was going for when it was designed.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, what are the things you added to your van that you don't use?
0: So I actually think I did a pretty good job on this one. Um, I think I use pretty much everything that's in my van, except for I have an outdoor shower Um I've used it twice. And by that, I really mean one time, because one time I was out of water, so I didn't actually get to use it. Um, if, I, <laughs> if I were to redo the build, I'd probably still put it in just because it's such a low cost to add a shower head to your water tank. Um, and you know, I'm sure it will come in more handy now during these like COVID times. Um, so I would still put it in, but yeah, it's the one thing I don't use, I guess. I, and I would say pack lightly too. I, I, the first time I hit the road, I had like half my wardrobe in here and I wore the same shirt every day. Um, just because it, it's hard to get to stuff that's hidden. So you wear what's easily accessible and it doesn't really deviate much from that. So you don't need to bring all your clothes, pick your favorite pieces and, and go from there.
1: And do you have any other helpful tips for people wanting to try van life?
0: Um, yeah. So if you're like really interested in van life and it's something that you really want to do and you see yourself doing I would say, go for it. Like people always come up to me and say, I wish I could do what you're doing. And it's like, you can, a van didn't fall out of the sky and land in my driveway. I worked really, really hard to get, you know, this possibility to happen for me. Like I did a ton of research, like, like I said, every possible moment I was researching van builds, how to live in a van, like, you know, what you do with your urine container waste and how to shower. Um, If you want to do it, you'll find a way to make it happen. You'll, figure out how to make it happen financially. Like I know I got lucky in some areas where my work let me work remote, um, but that's not a possibility anymore. So I have to work really hard again to figure out what I'm going to do for, from here. So, you know, tips for somebody that wants to live in a van, I'd say just do it. Like what? Like find out what's holding you back and do it. It's po- like, I think it's a possibility for everyone.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. And then just curious, I mean, you're in New England now. I know we're in a pandemic, um, but I'm just curious where you might be going next and why.
0: Um, so I feel like when I hit the road again, um, a lot of this will depend on the weather from for when I hit the road, um, but I just kind of envision either Colorado or Montana. I just really want some big mountains, some true wildlife out there. Um, I don't want to be in a big city that's that's never been my jam pandemic or not. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it's either going to be Colorado or Montana. I've actually been to both of those states, but I haven't done the national parks in either of those states. Um, Yeah, I feel I feel like that's probably where I'll be heading.
1: All right. Well, we will be sure to to follow you. Uh, What's your Instagram handle for those of us who want to see you where you're going and what you're up to?
0: Yeah. Um, so if you want to follow along, my Instagram is me show you the world. So it's my last name, which is spelled M I C H A U D. And then you, the world you is spelled out Y O U. Um, and that's how you can find me.
1: I love it. Well, we will be following you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners?
0: Um, yeah, just one other tip, um, for the listeners. Um, van life is really exploding right now. Um, There's more people out there. Like today, I've seen more van lifers than I've ever seen before. And so for all future and current van lifers, I think it's just really important to protect the land that we're given to use. Um, So that means follow the leave no trace principles. There's some cities and towns that have banned sleeping in cars because the waste has just gotten out of control. Um, So if you don't know what the leave no trace principles are, definitely look them up. But I mean, the obvious are like, don't leave your human waste outside your van. Um, don't leave your trash outside the van. Um, only have fires in areas that allow it. And make sure you put it out properly. You know, make sure you're not starting any wildfires. I think I think it's just so important if we want this lifestyle to continue for us. Because some towns have put up those bans, And if we don't respect the land that we're given to use, this isn't going to be a possibility for us. Um, so that would be, like, my biggest advice, like stay where you're like don't sleep in places that don't allow overnight parking like that's just one way to like you're asking for trouble um and pick up after yourself and that's not just for van lifers. first like just don't litter, in general <laughs> period.
1: It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a great tip. It's a great tip. <laughs> don't be a litter bag. Uh-uh. Right. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank hopefully you so much you've... for having me on the show. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you've inspired others to have the confidence to maybe, uh, sell your home and, uh, try out Van Life.
0: I hope so. It would be really awesome to see some more faces out there. And if anyone has questions, definitely shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, I'm definitely happy to help other people get out there and live their dreams.
1: All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences, each podcast. And And I did want to note out there for for people who are curious about accessibility and van life, um, that there is uh, a guy out there, Kirk Williams. He is an adaptive van lifer. And you can find him on Instagram at at impact.overland. And I mean, this this guy is is pretty cool. I mean, he is traveling all over the place in his wheelchair. um so those who are maybe uh, maybe wheelchair bound uh just just know that there are some really cool options out there. and if you've got questions, um, maybe consider uh, a reaching out to him and and seeing. Seeing like how did he do it or following him on Instagram, so I just wanted to, to make that note for our listeners. And uh, we are just so excited about some of our, our new episodes coming out. And one of the biggest ways that you can help support the podcast right now is to share these posts on, on Instagram, share the podcast uh, with your friends, your family. We've got uh, written up show notes um on com with more information and photos. So so please check us out there. And yeah, keep on keep on listening and subscribe if you have not subscribed to the podcast. And if you are listening to us on an iPhone, if you could click on the purple Um, podcast app and and find us there and kindly leave us a five star review and if you're just not feeling the five stars and you don't need to leave a review you just ignore that uh so thanks thanks again for listening and until our next adventure